one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cheat a bit. There's two categories I'd love, just cause I know the Asian market now, having lived out here for 11 years. There's just two, there's two things that generally have the biggest fan base in this region. Sports um, being um, English Premier League football. So soccer, as you guys would know in, in stateside. So if we could, if we could land more English footballers in that category or European footballers generally in that category, that would be awesome. And then the other one is more local to us, which is K-pop, all of the sort of um, music and even to some extent K-drama, which is the, the TV show. So just those two fan audiences alone for me are the holy grail. Um, you know, those, those two fan categories, which would unlock cross-regional, I think frankly, cross-global, you know, demand for, for, for our platform. Welcome back to The Bond. Excited to be joined today by Dean Schoenknecht, founder and CEO of ACE, launched in 2020. About 14 months ago, ACE allows fans to connect directly with their favorite celebs for a fee to receive exclusive content such as short and personalized video messages. They operate in Singapore, Philippines, Malaysia, Indonesia, and they're now expanding into other countries in Asia. Dean found a marketplace gap in that region and has been growing the business there every single day. With full disclosure, Octagon and myself, we're, we're proud partners of ACE, firmly believing they've cracked the code in this key region in the world. Dean's recently added a business offering for corporates to interact directly with local talent. And the increase in attention and business revenues of ACE continues to go up and up. Enjoy. We spotted a gap, I guess, mid 20 or early to mid 2019. Um, you know, basically I'd been working in e-commerce marketplaces, um, saw what was happening with the direct to consumer, direct to fan monetization sort of macro trends realized that no one in Asia was really combining that macro trend of, you know, fans are directly engaging and the creator or the talent monetizing their talent um, in a sort of e-commerce marketplace model. And that, that was sort of my background. So um, we decided to roll out something to, um, to suit a couple of different markets in Asia. And we think there's lots of different fan and uh, creator or celebrity talent niches which um you know whether you go by niche whether you go by country or you know across the whole region there's lots of opportunity for that and in 2019 when you when you were figuring that out and you were maybe on the corporate side doing e-commerce and dtc stuff were you moonlighting or were you doing this on saturdays at three in the morning or you know tuesdays at 10 o'clock at night how much were you scribbling down and trying to figure this out yeah, no, so personally, the, the, the backstory um, was that I was kind of done with, with corporate life. Um, had a um, had some great kind of time at really kind of credible and amazing companies to learn at, Microsoft, Adobe, others. Um, but I was just sort of done working for someone else. And um, I'd sort of been looking for, I was actually, I was about to go into two of them, sort of accelerator incubator programs. I got accepted into two of them. And then they didn't start until early 2020, but I sort of had six months at the back half of 2019 to um, to kind of, um, you know, to kind of get ready and prepare my ideas and thoughts and, and building ACE actually started um, ahead of that. I kind of thought it would be a side hustle and see if it had legs. And um, yeah, and I ended up I ended up pulling out of the two sort of accelerator programs where I would probably would have built something completely different, frankly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so 
because it's sort of the, the the tech and the platform side of it took off, and then we we got started getting traction on the talent side. I I kind of committed fully to it in um, the end of 2019. And was the idea of Ace? Did you land on this model right away, or had you had three or four different business thoughts, and then Ace felt like the one most promising? No, I think we kind of landed on it straight away. I mean, there's there's no there's no shying away from the fact we'd seen this model work outside of Asia. I just didn't think it was being done in Asia, and um, so there was no doubt. I think the the bigger or the longer term vision was always there as well, which is once you build this sort of marketplace or this platform, call it a marketplace model, but once you built that and you give you had that opportunity to bring you know, the, the, the celebrity and the fan together, the, the model could remain the same, but the product can change, right? So we kicked off with a short form personalized video greeting. We, um, we you know, have other opportunities. We've just launched a business uh, version of that under a, a same brand, but slightly different um, look and feel and configuration. And then we've also um, got future visions for other digital products, which, you know, kind of bring that fan experience to life, um, you know, where they, they're looking for a, some form of way of in, engaging with their, with their heroes. Like we, we like to say everyone has heroes. It's up to us to, um, to sort of bring them together and to create those, those uh, engagement and monetization opportunities. And so, so go back one sec and give, give everyone ACE, ACE 101, and where you are to date a year into the journey. Yeah, so ACE, ACE at, at the heart of it, the easiest, easiest way to describe it is personalized video shout outs from your favorite people. Or as I said, everyone is heroes. So we think that, you know, we've, we're putting together a marketplace or a network of, of um, mostly Asian, but some international talent as well, um, serving, you know, fan communities in Asia. So today you'd come, you'd buy a, you know, video greeting for your friend, your, your, your parents, your best friend, um, you know, wedding celebration, whatever the occasion might be. It's probably about 80 to 90% of the, um, the, the, what's happening on our platform today. But two months ago, we, we, we sort of, we responded to the market demand, which was we launched Ace for Business and Ace for Business is effectively similar format, short personalized or customized video from a person or famous person um, that typically gets used to, you know, help me announce to a new go to market or free shipping on my product or, you know, whatever it is. So same, same sort of product format, but different use case for businesses. Um, and uh, yeah, so we've, we're in, we're in, it's kind of hard to say which markets we're in, but we are, we're particularly strong in Philippines, Singapore. Um, and then we have um, secondary markets, I guess, in Malaysia, India, Indonesia, we're about to go deeper into Indonesia. Um, we may go into Australia at some point. It's really just a, where do we get the, we know the concept works. It's just really, um, Ace will go into markets where, um, we can get the, the talent um, and the fan communities. And what has surprised you the most as you've transitioned, I don't want to say transition from the consumer model to the business model, because you're obviously thriving in both, but what, what has surprised you the most? The differences between the two or similarities between the two? 
Yeah, I think I think what surprised me on the business side was we knew it was always going to be an option for us to kind of expand out, but we we didn't expect the demand. So what we were seeing on the consumer side before we even launched business was one in three of the bookings we were getting were, hey, can I get you know this person or this celebrity or this this influence or whatever you want to call them? Can you get can we get them to say this or to give a shout out to my business or you know help me launch a, a product or whatever it might be? So we just didn't expect that demand, but now that we've got it in the market and we're seeing it. Um, I think what I'm mostly surprised about is on the business side, people still people think that this, you know, this price point and this ease of use is, you know, 10x better than the alternative. The alternative being, you know, having to go through three phone calls, two managers, um, you know, probably much higher price point as well. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's what um, that's what surprised me the most is the the demand and also then the you know, satisfying their demands being relatively easy because, you know, consumers or businesses, I should say, small to mid-sized businesses really haven't had access to these these talent before. I find that fascinating that one out of three of the initial um, calls coming in were for business. Um, so you, you, you evolved the business just because of consumer demand. I mean, it's perfect testing there. Is there a difference? Oh, go ahead. What are you going to add to that? No, I was, I was going to add, and, and the beauty of it, which, you know, we're still figuring out pricing, right? Like I said, we think that we're, we're much, a much more attractive price point to the alternatives, which is a small business trying to, you know, even just get in touch and take the time and the effort. We, we make it self-service and then we make it, you know, probably a lot cheaper than, you know, going through the, the meetings and the managers and all the rest. But I think the... Um, the thing that also, you know, we, we didn't really know how to price the business product. We just kind of took a stab and went 10x. So if someone was charging $100 on the platform for a personal, a personal video shout out, we just said to them, we're going we're gonna to launch, we're going to live, you're going to be on the business platform and we're going to make it 10x. And, we'll, you know, you can, we can see how it goes. You can up or down depending on, on demand. But even at 10x, it's still a very attractive price point for a, a business who wants to do social media marketing or put some content on their website or just even have that brand association. So, you know, I think that's what's, that's pretty surprising to us as well is that, I don't know, we could have gone maybe a 20 X, but I think 10 X feels about right. I mean, we're still ultimately serving small to mid-sized businesses. And at the end of the day, the product does not, it's the same ease of use for talent taking, you know, somewhere between 30 to 90 seconds on average to, to knock out the, whatever the, the personalized, you know, video is. Oh, and the beauty of 10x or 20x or whatever it may be is since you're just sitting there on a on a phone or a computer or an iPad, you can change that based on supply and demand and, and interest. So that's e easy to trial and change based on what both sides of the market want. Yeah, and yeah, we've always, even on the consumer side, we've given the talent, like, you know, they have a, a, a specialized app, which, you know, within a few seconds, they can change everything from their photo, their bio, their price, their availability. So, you know, we've always sort of had sort of white glove and, you know, as much ease of use, um, you know, as the sort of white glove treatment and ease of use is the paradigms when we deal with our talent. Are, are you finding that, is it the same person, um, same category of person that businesses are attracted to 
as consumers are attracted to, meaning uh, are consumers attracted to a, I don't know, a, a footballer um, or a cricket star, but businesses are attracted to a different category of person, or does it end up being the same type for both? That's a really great question. Um, look, I think in, in, in the main, you know, popular people are popular people, right? So we see, you know, the same folks turn up being requested for business um, commercial use as on the consumer consistently. But what the opening up the business offering has done is it actually has unlocked the sort of longer tail of our marketplace because now, you know, maybe someone on the business side is, is that a little bit more expensive. And actually what I'm looking for as a business is maybe someone who fits my niche and an influencer or a comedian or, you know, someone else that I think there's more use cases for the talent in many respects than a consumer coming in has a very narrow, like I'm buying this video for someone because they, that person happens to be a fan or I happen to be a fan of that particular person. Whereas a business is looking at it saying, who resonates with my brand more, most broadly or actually which couple of people, you know, so they might book more than one person to create some content for their video, you know, video-based content for their marketing. So for us, it's actually just broadening out. And, and one of the things we keep an eye on is, um, you know, meaningful work for the majority of our marketplace. So this this just gives them more opportunities to earn, even if they're, you know, they're not as popular on the consumer side, businesses still recognize their um, personal brand or their, their influence um, and that they're booking them. So it's giving them more work. And, and what about differences in countries? You, you're doing work in Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines, India, Australia, uh, Korea, in many countries, uh, what, obviously there's going to be different um, popular people and categories of people based on what country, but do different countries purchase in different ways? Are there more birthday greetings in Indonesia and more shout outs to small business in the Philippines or are there differences country by country? Yeah, there's, <clears throat> there, look, there's some commonality across the board. I mean, you know, the birthday one is the obvious thing that everyone gets um, and is a popular use case. But you're right, you know, in the Philippines, for example, um, you know, I think there's a lot of social signaling, like people just want to, you know, less occasions, right? So, so what we're finding is in Singapore, for example, it's very occasion-based. Whereas in the Philippines, it might just be, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. You know, can you give me some words of inspiration? And, and, and just kind of just even having that video to show their friends to say, look, I got this video from this actor or whatever it is. That, that is itself. So enough. In Indonesia, strangely enough, we're seeing a lot of business bookings, right? So I think it's, you know, Indonesian as a, as a market has been fairly insular from, you know, kind of engaging with, maybe international stars. Um, so we get like Japanese people booked in Indonesia because the Indonesians know they've got Japanese customers for their business. So it's all, it, it, it's, there's so many, there's been so many little unexpected nuances of what works in each country, but we've got a, we've got a generic temp, template and playbook, which we roll out as we go into every market, but we're learning every time we, we launch a new, a new country. And what's next for the business? So you, you, the idea uh, was created in 2019. You launched in 2020. 
you've you've grown for the past 12 months through the most wild time of of our lifetime of course and covid and and now in in most of the world everyone is coming out of it with vaccines um where do you see the second half of 2021 taking the business and then into 2022 yeah so i don't know i mean i don't know if the macro you know, we've, we've almost exclusively been a pandemic, <laughs> a business been alive during the pandemic. We launched yeah. in March of 2020. We don't know anything else except pandemic. And to some extent that was some sort of favorable wins in our favor because, you know, talent weren't going anywhere. Um, you know, brands were going more online. Um, people were missing birthdays. So there were all these sort of factors that worked in our favor for this type of product or service, both, both sides of the marketplace. Um, I don't know. I mean, the recovery in, in, as it relates to your question, as it relates to the world being upside down, I think, frankly, I mean, th I think that's going to continue for another 12 months in terms of mm -hmm. disruption to events and travel and all the rest of it. So in the next 12 months, we still see more of the same. So we want to capitalize on this, you know, these sort of favorable conditions, if, if that's a word that we can really use. I, and it's not favorable to most, but you know, there's certain businesses that are just inherently you know, more likely to be businesses and services are more likely to be used. And we, we're lucky to be in that category. Um, and then from a, we've got some very specific product and market entry, you know, goals for the year. So you asked what's next, you know, like I said, making a big push into some markets like Indonesia, we're considering Australia, we're considering um, Japan. Um, we're being opportunistic by, you know, the partnerships and the talent, but we have a playbook of what we need to go into each market and we're going to be methodical about opening up new geographies. And then on the product side of things, um, just generally new service offerings, you know, whether it's fan clubs or whether it's some sort of collectibles that, you know, memorabilia, digital memorabilia that relates to once you have this network of, of talent that you can offer them new ways of, of kind of giving fans something to be memorable by, to be collect, you know, a video, a video from a specific person becomes something that you want to hang on to and collect. So we think there's other opportunities for other collectible-like products. There's other opportunities for different monetization models, whether it's subscription-based fan clubs. There's a whole bunch of things that we're just trying to be methodical about, not you know trying to keep close to our core and then roll these things out in, in individual markets. Mm. And, and tell me a bit about the World Wildlife um, Foundation Federation that you have partnered with partnership with? Yeah. So charities in general have been, um, you know, something which I think, you know, people often ask us like, what's, what's in it for these relatively popular celebrities or talents? Um, you know, and one of the, one of the use cases or the kind of motivations for them has been, you know, they get these requests anyway, they know their fans want to get this type of personalized video engagement um, or if it's a collectible or whatever it may be. So they view it, they view charities, I should say, as just one of the great, you know, we give them a vehicle to kind of, you know, to, to channel uh, an activity and the, the remuneration from it towards a charity of their choice. So we worked with, we've worked with Make-A-Wish Foundation last year, Children in Need, you know, Critical Illness. This year, we the first um, half of the year, we're going to work with World Wildlife Foundation. Um, it's their 60th year anniversary globally. So 60th years of World Wildlife Foundation. We're, um, we've got a bunch of people on our platform that are donating their proceeds. 
Um, we made a donation personally as a company as well. Um, and then also I'm kind of, there's a sort of a, an upcoming thing. It hasn't been announced yet, but we're going to do some NFT related um, assets, which bring together celebrating the 60th year, 60 years of WWF plus some of our talent, um, you know, and into a digital collectible. So it's kind of been a little bit under wraps, but it's, um, it's exciting to me because it's, it just kind of, it's an experiment in these, you know, making sure that we can continue to innovate on giving fans of whether it's the fan of the charity or supporter of the charity or fan of the, of the, um, of the talent or the celebrity themselves, we give them, we give them a reason to come and, 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 you know, use our service. And let's close with just the ease of use for the brand or individual, as well as the talent. Like how long does it really take to go into the website ace.video and book somebody? Or if I'm the celebrity on the other side, you know, what's it, what's it actually look like? Is my, is my phone just buzzing and I'm looking down and I've got a request in and then I have to go do something? Talk about ease of use. Yeah. So, I mean, two sides of the marketplace and, you know, if you could probably time it, if you, if you really wanted to, like the, like the most efficient optimum, like, I mean, for us, we want to get these things done and, and people happy and then sort of out the door as quickly as possible. But from sort of start to finish, I mean, the whole thing could be done within about 15 minutes. Um, you basically consumer books that takes only a couple of minutes. Payment goes through immediately. Celebrity gets a notification on their phone. They can accept it immediately, record it. You know, that itself only takes a couple of minutes, one to two minutes on average. Um, and then it automatically goes back up, comes through our uh, back end, gets watermarked, gets sent back to them. So, you know, that that's the ideal. The typical though is probably somewhere, we give our talent seven days just because they've still got a life. They probably, you know, there's some days they're not feeling great or they, they, they prefer to do it. They batch them up and do five or six of them at a time. But the consumer expectation is this will be with you within seven days or less. All right. And the last one, I'm not going to end there. I'm going to last one. Give me the uh, the holy grail. Is it, is it a particular celebrity? Is it a particular market? What's what's the, the one thing that you've got in your mind that said, man, if I achieve this in 2021, second half, we are flying? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, my mind went straight to a particular celebrity, but then I just, I feel like there's too many to name, just pick just one. So I'll, I'll probably go with a category. Um, if there was one, I'm going to, I'm going to cheat a bit. There's two categories I'd love just because I know the Asian market now, having lived out here for 11 years, there's just two, there's two things that generally have the biggest fan base in this region, sports um, being um, English Premier League football. So soccer, as you guys would know in, in stateside. So if we could if we could land more English footballers in that category or European footballers generally in that category, that would be awesome. And then the other one is more local to us, which is K-pop, all of the sort of um, music, and even to some extent K-drama, which is the, the TV show. So just those two fan audiences alone for me are the holy grail. Um, you know, those, those two fan categories, which would unlock cross-regional, I think, frankly, cross-global, you know, demand for, for, for our platform. That's The Bond. Thanks for listening.